trusting? You're trusting in you or you're trusting in God? You're trusting in a bank? You're trusting in a boss? Who are you trusting? Where am I secure at? Am I secure in the things I could do on this earth or am I secure in trusting what the Lord has said? There are always going to be thoughts and suggestions from our enemies. In this message, my special guest, Adrian, and I talk about the process to renew your mind. So stay tuned. I'm Pastor Fred, and this is Winning in Life. Welcome to Winning in Life with Frederick Leon, a teaching ministry made possible by the friends and partners of Victorious Life Ministries. Our goal is to provide you with an understanding of God's grace and empower you to live life as a champion. So listen to this message and get ready to start winning in life. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining me here on another episode of Winning in Life. This is your host. I am Frederick Leon, and I think it's just a great service to be here among you today on this beautiful day. Another day that the Lord has made. The Bible says, I will rejoice in it and be glad. And I'm not sitting here alone. I have my good friend Adrian with me again today. Adrian, you are Famous for being on this show. <laughs> Say hello to the people here. Hello, everybody. Thank you for having me, Pastor Fred. I'm, I'm honored. I'm grateful. The Lord is faithful. You know, Aiden, all last week I was talking to people about having a mindset for increase, a mindset for the things of God. You know, so many people out here, so many people who wear the name of God as Christians, that's what you're doing when you say I'm a Christian, you are representing the kingdom of God. And there are so many people who say that they're representing the kingdom of God, but yet their life shows that they're not truly bringing glory to God. And in the aspect of winning, which is what we like to talk about creating champions out of people everywhere we go. That's our motto. In order to be a champion, you have to have a mindset for winning. You have to have a mindset for us as Christians, a mindset for our, that comes from heaven, the mindset that's from our father to be who God called us to be. We have to redevelop, renew our mind to the word of God. And there are so many people who have just relegated themselves to Sunday morning, relegated themselves to a Wednesday night, or relegated themselves to listening to a pastor, or maybe just listening to us and listening to a podcast. God has more for us than that. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that this week. Uh, we're going to get into the, the nitty gritty of why we do certain things that we're doing and why, why those things are not working. Before we do, we're going to pray. Adrian, would you pray for us today? I'm glad. Honored. Thank you, Father, for the word. The word that brings light to all the things that need to be enlightened in us. I, as Paul prayed, Father, we ask that we receive wisdom, a revelation knowledge, that our eyes of understanding are enlightened to know the hope of your calling, my God. Because you have a great calling, a holy calling, a, a, a heavenly calling, Father. And I thank you, Father, that the word that is presented today, I thank you, Father. We somebody gets set free today. That we're set free to free to serve you with all our hearts, minds, and souls. In Jesus' name, Amen. 
Hallelujah. So thank you for that prayer, man. Uh, we're going to get into the word and I pray that you'll be blessed. Uh, before I do start, I want you to know that you're going to be listening to this message uh, after this week. Next week, this message will be available on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora. You're going to be able to listen to this. I need you to go to those stations, and I want you to search Winning in Life with Frederick Leah, and I want you to subscribe to it. Listen, in order for us to stay on the radio, in order for us to feed you, we need you to support what we're doing. Subscribe to the radio broadcast, uh, and more importantly, you need to hear this word over and over. You're not going to capture everything in today's uh, message. You're not going to capture everything from this week, but you can go to our podcast, uh, to any one of those podcasts that I just named out, and you can hear us, uh, this message in its entirety all over again. You can play back the parts you don't want to play. You know, you can do all those things that you need to do from the comfort of your home, from the comfort of your car, from your iPhone, from your Android phone. So do that. You know, all it takes is if you got an iPhone, you already got podcasts built in. If you got an Android, go to Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. All you got to do is create an account and Google for us or search for us, and we're right there. All right, I got that out of the way. We're talking about renewing your mind. Every last one of us, every person who's ever stepped on the face of this earth has to renew their mind. You have to renew your mind. The only person that did not have to do that uh, was Jesus. He had to grow up into his mind, but he was God on the face of this earth as a man, the son of man. And he's the only one that I know of, Adrian, that didn't have to come forth and renew the mind because he was from God. He was God in the earth. But for you and I and for everybody else, we, in order for us to learn how to grow into the things of God, receive from God, we have to have a mindset. You know, one of my favorite scriptures in the word of God is, is Proverbs 37, where it's talking about delighting yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. To delight myself in God is to delight myself in his word. God is his word. His word is him. So that's like a couple of things that I love to go do equations, right? God equals the word. The word equals God. God equals the word. God also equals love and love equals the word and, and the word equals love. You know, so anytime you want to say what God is, that's what God's equal to. Right. Right. And if God's equal to that, the word is equal to that. You want to learn how to love? Go to the word. You want to learn peace? Want to receive peace? God is peace. He's equal to peace. That's the word. So anything that I need from God, God is. He's my source, right? So if God is my source, God's equal to being my source. The word is equal to being my source. So why am I not receiving things that I want to receive from God Maybe it's because I have not received God's word, which is God. I know I know that that's a whole lot of equals and a whole lot of is, but God is equal to his word. And what I need and what I'm looking for from God comes from his word. When I develop a mindset of God's word, I have developed a mindset for the things of God, for God himself. And so in Philippians chapter 2, I'll start with 
verse verse two, fulfill ye my joy, that you be like minded, having the same love, being of one accord, right? And I'm going to read from the Amplified Bible. It's more simplistic, so you're going to hear me read from the Amplified Bible, or you're going to hear me read from, like, the New Living Translation, right? Fill up and complete my joy by living in harmony and being of the same mind of one and one in purpose, having the same love, being in full accord and of one harmonious mind and intention. Do nothing from factional motives, through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, for or for unworthy ends, or prompted by conceit, empty arrogance. Instead, in the true spirit of humility, lowliness of mind, let each regard the others as better than and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourself. Let each of you esteem and look up on and be concerned for not merely his own interest, but also for the interests of others. I mean, that'll preach everything that we're dealing with in the United States right now. That'll preach against racism. That'll preach against poverty. That'll preach against uh, uh, just out here trying to be rich for your own your own self. You know, true wealth is not about, and true increase is not about what you do, God does just for you, right? And, and, and bring wealth and increase into your own life just for you and your family. It's really about the kingdom of God is really about being an influence and being a distributor to other people than the things of God. It's about being a steward with it. Everything we have belongs to God. Everything, everything you have belongs to God. The car you're driving right now, it belongs to God. The house you live in right now, it belongs to God. So when you stop thinking about things in terms of mine and think about things in terms of it belongs to God. It belongs to the kingdom of God. I am just his representative in the earth. I am set here to influence others on behalf of my king, on behalf of my daddy. I am here to represent his cause and his cause is to take the influence of heaven and spread it across the earth so that all who come in contact with him will come to know him. And, and 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 live as part of his royal family as he intended in the original intent in the book of Genesis where God is talking to Adam in that garden about everything he wants God Adam to do. Be fruitful and multiply. We're going to always go back to who we were, who God designed us because who we were is who we are now. And you have to renew your mind to who you were so you can be who you were. <laughs> I know that sounds messed up, but you got to renew your mind to who you were because that's who you are now. You just don't realize that you are who you were. You, you see, when you got redeemed and, and Jesus came and, 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 and when he was resurrected, that redemption price had been prayed for you so you could live a restored life back to who you were. You restored back to your original intent. To live as kings, to dominate, to be fruitful, to multiply. But if I don't renew my mind to who I was, then I will never become again who I was. Even if I'm sitting here saying I'm a Christian, saying I'm the righteous God in Christ Jesus, that don't amount to a, big, a can of hoops if I don't go and renew my mind to who I was. What did God give me? Because I have that now. What does God want me to do? Because that's what he wants me to do now. What is his intent for me? Because that's his intent for me now. 
He hasn't changed his mind. The problem is we haven't gotten, we haven't went to the word to receive his mind. And his mind comes from his word. Listen to this. Let this mind, verse 5, this same attitude and purpose and humble mind be in you, which was in Christ. Let him be your example in humility. Who, although being essentially one with God in the form of God, possessing the fullness of the attributes which make God God, did not think his this equality with God was a thing to be eagerly grasped for, grasped or retained. But he stripped himself of his privileges, right, for a reason, so that he could restore you and I to who we were. That's what Jesus came to do. So now the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12 that I present your body to live in sacrifice, holy self unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, right? Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. You can't approve and be a testament to what God's will is if you don't carry his mind. So there's a lot of people, you've seen them, we've seen them, we walk the face of this earth, there's a lot of people, particularly in America, I'm a Christian, I'm a child of God. But when you look at their life, they don't look like it. I'm not perfect, don't get me wrong. I, there are things I mess up on, but I thank God that that I know that I, daily I need to spend time with him, that daily I have to feed myself his word in order for me to continue to elevate, to be who he called me to be. I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for God's word. I know I had some things that I messed up on and it's his word that changed me. But in our lives, we all have had something that Satan's tried to introduce in our life to, to, as a roadblock to stop us from getting to the next level that God has for us. Yes. There is a next level for you. There's a next level that God wants to take you to. And there is a devil to try to stop you from getting to that level. And the first place where he's going to attack you at is in your mind. That's what the word is going to say. Is in your mind. Colossians 3 and 2 says, set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. Matthew 6 tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God. And what? His righteousness. His way of doing and being right. Then all these things are going to be added to me. So my question to you is, what have you set your mind on? What are you doing with your mindset? You know, I, I know a lot of people, they want to get up, Adrian, they want to come, they want to go to church, and then they want to go and and you start being successful and they say, well, how have you been successful? What, what are you doing? And then you tell them, hey, this is my recipe. Here's what I do. I'm reading the word. I'm talking to God. I'm developing a relationship with God. Well, it ain't all about that. You, you know, just sitting at home reading the word and doing that. Well, okay. You can go watch your Netflix 24 hours a day. You can watch Housewives of Atlanta 24-7 if that's what you want to watch. Or, 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 or medical doctors being, I call them messy doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, group of women with education talking about each other. Now, that's, if that was floats your boat, I'm not trying to put condemnation on you. That's fine. What I'm saying is what you, what you bring into you and what you meditate on, right? That's what's going to to be a success. That's what's going to cause you whether you to determine whether or not. And let me quit 
flapping. That's what's going to determine whether you're successful or not. And that didn't come from me. Adrian, find uh, uh, Joshua 1 and 8 for me if you can. Yeah. And let's read that. That's what's going to determine whether or not you, you're a success. And, and Joshua tells us that. So we'll read that in, in, in Joshua 1, I think 7, 8, 9, somewhere in there, where God's talking to Joshua, right? Yeah. The, what's the mindset? Just be strong, very courageous. Be careful to obey all the instructions Moses gave you. Do not de- deviate from them, turning either to the right or to the left, and you'll be successful and everything you do, study this book of instruction continually, meditate on it day and night, so you'll be sure to obey everything with it written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Yeah, that's an NLT translation, but I, I, I like that. But Pastor Fred, I, I like the story. It reminds me of the story of this having uh, kind of a conversation with a sister in Christ, and she asked. My daughter was being harassed for her hair because of the ethnicity she is. She was getting harassed. You know, this racism that's affecting this country right now. And she was like, how do I minister to her? How do I, how do I help her? I mean, yes, I'll go talk to the school and everything of what's going on, how she's getting bullied. And I, it took me back to when I was a child. It took me back to when I was in elementary, and I talked to my dad about it because I, I come, I'm a Hispanic. My my dad was born and raised in Mexico. I got a Spanish last name. I I probably don't look as Mexican as some other Mexicans. I would get racism from uh, people that are not Mexican and people that were Mexican because I wasn't Mexican enough. I was born here, but you know one thing my daddy always told me. He would revert back to where I came from. He says, "This is who you are." You are my son. This is your name. This is who you are. And it brought comfort to me. And so I believe, Pastor Red, that's what you're trying to relate to right now. We're going back. If we go to the word of God, we go back and have a relationship with the father. We're going back to be reminded of who we truly are. That's why he's telling Joshua to meditate on this day and night. He's telling I was talking to the Lord the other night because I think the biggest attack right now, Pastor Fred, is the enemy is trying to attack our insecurities. Mm-hmm. Where, 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 where you're not good enough at? It's trying to amplify the things that that the things you might be lacking in and make you feel that you you're not sufficient enough to serve the God Almighty. You you can't win. You can't. Start that church. You can't minister to that person over there. You can't help that person that's sick. You know, he's, he's amplifying these insecurities. And I asked the Lord, and the Lord gave me this one scripture in the book of James. And he says in, in James 1, he says, when you come to God, you ask in faith. And don't waver. Because a man that wavers like the, is, is tossed to and fro like the sea. That's it. That's it. That's it right there. And don't expect that man to receive anything of God. So how are you going to win? How do you expect to receive from God when you don't know who you are? Faith, faith is the substance of things you hope for. Come on. So what are you expecting? That's, 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 that's good, Adrian, because 
you know, one of the things I was thinking of when I was meditating this this morning was there are a lot of people who probably going to be listening to us who think I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to think about being a millionaire. I'm not worthy to think about that type of increase. I'm not, I'm not worthy to, to live in that kind of a house. I'm not worthy to drive that kind of car, but you are worthy. You are royalty. You represent the king of kings. You are worthy and you need to understand that. That's what righteousness is all about. It's establishing your worth. You have been established by the, not in your own righteousness, but in his righteousness. Romans chapter five, those who receive righteousness, they shall reign as kings, but you have to receive it and understand that you can't earn it. It's not something you earn. It's something he gave you. It's a gift. Righteousness is a gift. So just receive it. You are worthy. The first thing that the enemy, and that's where he taxes that agent is in our mind to try to tell us we are not worthy to receive something that God says, listen, this is yours. Listen, before sin ever came into the face on the face of this earth, you need to understand you were worthy. Then he said, be fruitful, multiply and dominate. And you were worthy to him. You were so much worthy that he walked in the garden with Adam face to face with him. He had his presence of heaven on the earth because you were worthy because you were his, you, you not were, you were, it's not that you were his sons. You are his sons. You are his sons. You're his daughters. And he says you're worthy. No king would look at his son that, that, that's a king. If he was a king, the king, queen, queen Elizabeth doesn't look at, uh, even though she got a grandson talking about he wants to be, you know, kind of not, not excommunicated. That's not the word, but he decided he, you know, I don't want to be in the royal line and all that. I want to go live in Canada. Yeah. Fooey. I said that before. <laughs> He's still part of the royal lineage. You, you understand that? He, that's never going to be out of his blood. It is in his blood. It's in your blood. If you are a son of the most high God, you've confessed Jesus Christ. And if you haven't, we can deal with that today. But if you are, have confessed Jesus Christ, it's in your bloodline to live as a king because Jesus was the king of kings. And he says, I'm in you. And he says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. What, what mind was in Christ? Now he's talking about the mind here to put, to be, you know, uh, uh, low self-esteem, you know, not low self-esteem, but, but to have a, uh, don't, don't put yourself up higher than others, you know, to love each other, to be of one mind. But you know, you said something else, Adrian, I was talking about one, one mind in this. And I look at, we, we, we look at the church across the whole entire country and there's no, uh, uh, coming together for the most part. We all do our own thing. And we got this here religion, that religion. And God says, let this, let, let be of one mind and one accord. You know, all these different doctrines, all these different things floating around. And I'm like, how can that be possible if we've got the same father and we're reading the word and God and the Holy Spirit and we're allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us because that's the key, allowing the Holy Spirit to minister to us yes. daily, right? The mind of God. And yet, yet we see a whole bunch of foolishness in, 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 in the church, out of the church, in America, uh, in the country, in our politics, in our daily living, in our culture. You know, we see a lot of foolishness because we are not in the word for ourselves. There's a lot of people that are sitting up behind the pulpit and they, they, they're in the word when they got to do a message. They're not in the word daily like they need to be. 
Yeah. You know, I'm not here to paint the picture for some. I'm, I'm trying to show you that that number one, you got to watch what you're listening to. You got to watch who you're listening to. You know, uh, and, and and that if I'm if I start t- teaching and talking foolishness, you got to watch if you're listening to me. That's anybody. You got to guard your ears. You got to guard your heart. Mm-hmm. Right, the things that come into you that you actually receive and you meditate on, those things are going to dictate the subconscious mind that you have and how much data, how much information you retain, how much knowledge you keep, and and where you store it at. And if you store it and and, and don't let it pass through and filter out, and say hey that's garbage, but you keep it and you feed on it, it's going to become a part of the mind, the heart of a man, the subconscious mind. And the Bible says, as a man think of it in his heart, so is he. That's how he's going to live. That's how he's going to be. He's going to start performing to what he's received from a knowledge standpoint into his mind, what he's allowed into him. That's why you look at a lot of garbage and you start and you don't filter it out. It's going to create a habit, some habits in you that you might not like. Right. And then you got to come and deal with the word to renew your mind to filter those things out. Huh? You got to cast down imaginations that are not from God. Imaginations, they develop from thoughts. Your imagination is developed from a series of thoughts that you allow into your life. That's who we are. We we were built off an image and we were given an image from God. So so what image are you allowing yourself to become? What mindset are you saying, listen, this is the mindset I'm going to follow? What do you think you can go do or not do? Who do you think you are? You know, that's important because people, there are a lot of people who, 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 who bears the name of Christ and yet they don't think, as you just said, they don't think they're worthy. They don't think they deserve it. And I want you to listen and I want you to say these words. I deserve to live in an increase. I deserve to live like my father. Do you think God's got needs? No. Outside of fellowship. That's the need he has. He wants to fellowship with his sons and daughters. But if you learn to fellowship with God, that, that'll be your basic need, just fellowshiping with God. Because he's going to provide, Matthew 6 and 33. I'm going to open the door and I'm going to provide to you all the things you need. If you'll seek me, if you'll come after me, huh? seek the Lord while he may be found. Seek me. I'm here. I am waiting for you to come to me. Seek me. I am here. Anybody that seek me, they're going to find me. If you knock the, at the door, I'm going to answer it. Huh? Why? Because that's, that was the main thing God wanted from you. Relationship. Fellowship. And that's what we lost with God in the garden. We lost fellowship. Have we not lost that? We be living, thriving, not surviving. We be thriving. Thriving in all we do. So now you need to come back to God, redevelop, renew your mind to who you are. I often, Adrian, think about the 10 spies that went in or the 12 spies that went in to Canaan with Moses, right? And you look at Joshua, you look at Caleb. And the Bible says those two had another spirit. Another spirit. They had another mind. Everybody else went in and they looked at the giants in the land, but God said that land belonged to you. Here's my question to the people listening. What has God told you belong to you and you have not entered into it because of your mindset? You don't think you're worthy. You don't think 
You can do it. You don't think you have what it takes. See, it's not about you. It's about knowing who you serve. It's about knowing who you are. It's about knowing whose you are, who your source is. And stepping out, knowing that he's going to elevate you, knowing that he's going to, you don't step into anything without hearing from God, knowing God said, go do it and trust it. But once you hear that small voice, it ain't going to be the devil because he's going to be screaming real loud. No, you can't do it. You, 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 you ain't worthy. What makes you think you can do that? Who you think you are? That's the things that the devil going to be saying, just like Adrian said. But God's going to be saying, no, I want you to go do that. Step out. I'm with you. And it ain't going to sound like a big, very push. It's a small voice. Huh? Like Elijah. What? He didn't hear God in the wind. Didn't hear God in the fire. He heard God in the still, small voice. When you reading the word, you hear God in a still, small voice talking to you. This is what I want you to do next. You see what you just said? You see what you just read? But then you hear the devil trying to be boastful. You can't do that. You're defeated. You don't think that. You think too small. You you can't do that. You ain't never did nothing like that before in your life. Sure. So you have to shut them up. You have to cast down that those thoughts that you're hearing from the enemy. And, and a lot of times we don't even know to do that because we are not reading the word for ourselves. And then we go to church and some churches preach on the same thing every week. Salvation. They don't preach on renewing your mind. They don't preach on faith that much. They don't preach on you can have increase. And so you sit there and you never know that you can go dominate in this earth. But you can't dominate. You can win in this life. You can be the champion you're supposed to be. Michael Jordan was on the court. There were people who told him he'd never dominate. He'd never be who he was. But I I, I, I was at a deal with a camp, and I heard Michael Jordan talk, say this. He said, I could never think defeat, even though I got defeated. He said, there were times I missed shot thousands. He said, I missed over 9,000 shots in my whole entire life. But I kept shooting. I kept shooting. I wouldn't let nobody tell me that I'm going to live and be defeated on that court. My mindset was that I'm, I was the best. Even though some people may say I'm not the best, but you know, most of the time when everybody talking about the GOAT and the greatest of all time on the court, there's a conversation between Kobe, LeBron, and Jordan. Now, I'm going to tell you who the greatest is. Uh, it's Jordan without a, without a doubt. Now, y'all don't write me and, and, and talk to me and talk bad to me, but Michael Jordan was the greatest of all time, and that's that, and that's because this is my show, not yours, and I have a right to say it. Now, you think LeBron is, you can write me at PastorFredAtMadeAChampion.com, and we can have a discussion about that. If you young bucks think it was Kobe, we can have a discussion about right, that. Good. That's my sports field for the day. <laughs> But I'm telling you that 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 you got to develop a mindset for winning, a mindset for faith, an increase. You got to step out. You don't need more faith. You know the disciples going through; they couldn't cast that glory, increase our faith. You don't need more faith. Right. You you need the word. You need to know who you are. You need to know who you represent. You need to know who 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 is your source, and you need to know about your source. And if you say God's your source, you need to know what he said about it. Yeah. And just like Joshua and Caleb, everybody else went in that land. And what did they see? They saw those giants. And what did they come back and say? We were like grasshoppers. Nobody said you was a grasshopper. Exactly. But they said we were like grasshoppers. I mean, those jokers were big. What were they like, Moses? Moses, hey, give me a report. Get a report back. Those people who said they were like grasshoppers, God never allowed them to come in. But there was two guys who said, nope, we, that land is ours. We can go take that land. We can go in that land and we can conquer it. 
And guess who got a chance to go into that land? Joshua and Caleb. God allowed Joshua to be able to take the children of Israel into that land. The land of milk and honey. I don't know what you consider your land of milk and honey, but God wants to take you to that land. He wants you to prosper. He wants you to increase. And I'm not just talking about increase from a money standpoint. God wants you to be wealthy in your mind. He wants you to receive his knowledge. He wants you to receive increase in the things of God, in the spirit. He wants you to be knowledgeable of what gifts you have from the Holy Spirit. But that starts with the word. I can't go anywhere else. It starts right here. I have to get to in my marriage. I'm never going to get over a hump or or, or conflict in my marriage if I don't renew my mind to what God says about marriage. It's not just about me being the head over my wife. That's not what God meant when he said you're going to be the head. He says the head means you're going to submit to me and she's going to submit to you as you submit to me. You're going to be the Lord over her in that way, not in the aspect that you guys are not equal. You're equal in my eyesight. Now, I didn't make the, 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 the man. You all are man. The woman is a man and the man is a man. The only difference between a man and a woman is a woman has a womb. She's still a man. You understand that? She came from the man race. You know, God made one race. Man, human. And you are a part of that. And you are a part of that aspect of equality with God. Equalness. He made you like him. He ain't making you lower. So how do you see yourself? Woman of God, how do you see yourself? Man of God, how do you see yourself? When you go into an interview, how do you see yourself? When you go to a car lot to buy, how do you see yourself? When you're believing for that house, how do you see yourself? Who, what do you say? I'm going to do this on my own or are you trusting God? Who are you trusting? You trusting in you or you trusting in God? You trusting in a bank? You trusting in a boss? Who are you trusting? Where is, where is your trust? You know, that's, that's, uh, that's the key. Yeah. Because that's what you're securing. You see some people, I know me growing up, coming an adult, I got secure in the things I saw. If I work, make my money, I'm secure in that job because I'm doing my job and bringing that money in, that check in. That hey, a, a wife, she feels secure when she's got a roof over her head. But moving from place to place, she, she doesn't feel so secure. She got this these insecurities. But that's the same thing with this word of God, I believe, is what am I secure at? Am I secure in the things I could do on this earth? Or am I secure and trust in what the Lord has said. Just like you were talking about Joshua and Caleb. They were secure in trusting God. God says, you can take the land. They are secure in that. But the people, the other people, what would they do? They were, they were secure in what they saw. They were secure. It's like, look, we know our abilities on this earth. We can look to this earth, everything on this earth. We can look, okay, well, we need this big size of army. We need these type of weapons. We need, you know, this type of armor to be able to take this land. But they're giants. How are we going to do that? You can, you can circle the desert. You can circle out there in the fields and the mountains all you want, looking for things to bring you security. But the thing is, all this earth, everything in this earth is temporary. 
all the things that you see with your eyes, things that you're going through right now, the thoughts that you're that's hitting you, bombarding you right now, the sickness that you you might be dealing with right now, is temporary. It's subject to change. The Bible says, and it said what Second Corinthians four. Mm-hmm. He said the things we don't see, he's eternal. Joshua and Caleb didn't. That's didn't right. see it ahead of time that they, they they took the land already, that the walls of Jericho fell down. They didn't see that. Yeah. But they believed. Just like the Dowdy Thomas. What did Dowdy Thomas say? He said, I'm not going to believe until I put my finger in his side. See the holes in his hands. So Jesus shows up just, at, just because he's so merciful and so graceful. He said, here, Thomas, put your finger in my side. But blessed are those who believe. Mm. Those who believe without seeing. If you can trust my word, if you can believe that I am the word manifested in the flesh, that when I bore those stripes for you, you were healed. You are healed. When I became the curse for you and redeemed you of all the curses and made you heir of all the promises of Abraham, you are blessed. You are, you have the promise of God. You are an overcomer. The Bible says you are, he always calls you to triumph in Christ, not in the world, not oh, things in this world, but in Christ. That's where your winning comes from. In Christ. In Christ, this is who I am. Quit seeing yourself in yourself and see yourself in Christ. See yourself on your job in him. The Bible says in him, I live and move and I have my being. I am my being, my whole, my whole, the whole aspect, my whole pers- uh, 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 aspect of my personality. Every aspect about me is in him. I move. I live in him. I exist. Colossians tells us in Colossians chapter one. I, 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 we, everything that is, it exists, it consists because of Jesus Christ. I live in Him. I consist in Him. I exist because of Him. My whole consistence, my whole existence is in Christ. Where do you, where do you find yourself at right now? Listening to this broadcast, listening to me. Where are you at right now? What is it that, that, that determines who and who is it that determines who you are? Is it Christ? Is, are you allowing Christ to be your example, your picture of what you can do, how, what you can overcome, who you can be, how you can live in this earth? Now, I need you to understand Christ came to load, to, to be the, the Lord himself so that he could go to that cross because that's an aspect of his mentality that, that could have brought him off that cross. He knew who he was. He was the king of kings. He said these words. Listen, you can you have no power unless it's given to you of my father, which is in heaven. He said, do you not know that if I wanted to, I could call for a legion of angels and they could come here and in a moment's notice and, 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 and do battle with you. He had angels. He said, I, I don't have to do this. That's why he said, he said, when Jesus prayed, God, you know, not my will, your will for me to go to this cross, you know, to that, to that fact, for the most part, when he was in that garden, I believe part of what he was dealing with was the fact that he had authority and power that could have taken him from going to that cross because he knew who he was. He was God in the earth. But to please his father and to rescue you and I, the Bible says, for the hope that was set before him. He he didn't look at the fact of who he was. 
He didn't look at his royalty. He did that for a season to go to that cross to rescue you and I and restore us back to our kingship. But you and I, we're not having to do that because he's already did it. You you don't have to carry that cross. But there is a cross that you have to carry, and it's and and one of those crosses is is to renew your mind to the cross and what the cross gave you and what you have at the cross in Jesus Christ. We talk about all this stuff and we talk about doing everything, but a lot of times we're not as God centered as we need to be when we're talking about the things we want to do. What's your purpose in life? How do you know what your purpose is without talking to the one who gave you purpose? The one who stamped his name on you. The Bible says at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess. They don't bow to you. They bow to his name. What's your mindset? What are you developing? I don't care what's going on in your life. I don't care if it's a health issue, a wealth issue, a a, a marriage issue, whatever it might be. It bows at the name of Jesus. And if I develop a mindset to the same mindset of the of God or, or to the king of kings I'm going to be able to dominate as Jesus did in this earth and as Adam did before the, before his fall I'm going to be able to be the man that God originally ordained me to be in the garden listen to this 2 Corinthians chapter 4 a lot of problems that people have is this right here Satan, this is the New Living Translation, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Now, he's not talking about who don't believe as as, as sinners. He's talking about people, there are Christians who don't believe certain things from the word. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. A lot of things that Christians believe are... are or have difficulty believing it's because they haven't read the word to get a mindset for what we call, like Joseph Prince said, the, the power of right believing. Right believing comes from having right information, right? Hearing the right things. The Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. When I hear the right things, I'm in the word. We know that's the right. That's If I'm in the word, I'm going to hear what's right for me. But sometimes we're hearing other things. We're hearing outside influences. We're hearing demonic influence. We hear you gotta filter out the good from the bad. You gotta filter out what's from God, what's not from God. And the first thing that helps you do that is spending time with God in the Word, then spending time with God in prayer, spending time with God in the Holy Spirit in, in a in a gift. Uh, particularly, you know, f- for me, it's, it's me spending time praying in the Spirit uh, and and praying in tongues. Some of you may not do that. Some of you may not have that gift, but you know, we can pray for you to have that. And, and we're going to, and we'll pray for that before this broadcast is over. God wants you to be like him in this earth. And he wants you to be successful. He wants you to be a winner. He wants you not to be entangled with the things of this world. He wants you to learn how to dominate over things in this world. And God wants you to be the blessing that you were called to be. And sometimes you don't even feel like the blessing. There's days I've woken up and I don't feel like I'm so blessed. And then I look around me and I say, wait a minute, I am blessed. I was in Mexico last week with my family for vacation. And let me tell you something. After going through there, I am rich and I am blessed. 
to see what those people have to deal with in some of those communities. I am rich and I am blessed. Sometimes you got to get another perspective. I talked about this on another broadcast. You got to get another perspective and see how, uh, see, look at yourself from another perspective through another lens. And I looked at myself from another lens. I'm blessed. And even in America, when I come here and I look at my house, I look at what I drive. I'm blessed, but I'm also elevating. I'm not staying here. There's more for me to do because there's more people that I want to reach. There's more things that I want to do for the kingdom of God. And that's more that God wants you to do. So you can't, you, you don't want to be one of these people where Satan, the God of this world, is blinding the eyes. And one of the ways he blinds your eyes is because you don't have revelation knowledge. You don't have revelation because you're not spending time with the one who wants to reveal himself, and that's God. Jesus said in Mark chapter 4, a sower sows the word. A sower sows the word. He says, you don't understand this parable. You're not going to understand anything in the kingdom of God because number one, a sword sows the word. Yeah. A sword does what? Sows the word. Who's supposed to be sowing? The word. God's people, God's children. You are supposed to be sowing the word. And you wonder why you got a tax going on at, 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 at on your job. A tax going on at home in your marriage. I'm going to tell you, when I had issues, when me and my wife had issues in the, in the marriage, we had to sow the word. When I wasn't being the man she wanted me to be, she sowed the word. When she wasn't being the woman that I thought she needed to be, it was causing issues, and I sowed the word. I thank God he never really let both of us get down from a word standpoint when we were going through marriage issues. We overcame, and God helped us to be able to help other people because of what we went through. But we had to sow the word. I mean, I'm just telling you, I had to go to the word while I was going through and daily read with God. What do you want me to say? How do how how am I supposed to be for my wife today? She's balanced. She's going through her own look crisis, whatever you want to call it. Middle life. Crisis. I don't know. How do you want me to be a blessing to her? You're going to have to help me. Show me what your love is, not what Fred loves is. So that and I found that in the word. Understanding truly what it means when God says, I love you so much. That I sent my son for you, even if you wasn't going, you, some of you did not accept me. Some of you haven't accepted me, but yet I still sent my son for you. He died for you. I love you. A mindset. So I have a mindset that every person I come across, I got to love them like God loves me. When I developed that mindset, I developed it in the word. I have a mindset that when I get sick, Adrian, this body is not supposed to be sick. That's right. So when sickness try to come up on this body, I have a mindset. It's got to go. I have a mindset that in heaven, sickness does not there. Where did that mindset develop? From the word of God, because in heaven, there is no sickness. So I know the word to go to. Whatever I bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatever I loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Why? Because it's not there in heaven. I have keys to the kingdom of heaven. Why do I know that? Jesus told me that in Matthew 16, 19. I have keys to the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. That's what Jesus did. You know what? People say... What did Jesus tell his disciples? You can't be greater than your master. If Jesus did it, if he got into the word, figured out who he is, he was he was born just a man like you and I. He had to study the word. What he said, he was always in the in the synagogue asking questions. And they were they were amazed by his questions. So he got in the word. And and that's what uh, Hebrews 12, 2 says. He says, look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, 
who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him, consider him that endures such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. You have not yet resisted unto the blood striving against sin. Think about that, that's Fred. What if Jesus didn't want to go to the cross? Just like he said, he could have asked the, the Father for a, a legion of angels to to combat his enemies. But no, he, he, he said, not my will. He submitted himself to the word of God. He submitted himself to the plan of God. He submitted himself into this victory. You know what it says in, in Hebrews 1? It says, because... Jesus submitted himself mm-hmm. and went to the cross because he did this. What he said in Hebrew 1. He said, uh, he said, Hebrew 1, let's look, 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 uh, right here, verse 8. But unto the Son, he says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever, and a scepter of righteousness is the scepter of thy kingdom. God calls Jesus God. God calls Jesus God. He says unto the Son, He says, Thy throne, O God, is forever and ever. God wants to take you to that next level. He wants to elevate you. Who does He promote? The humble. Mm -hmm. Humble yourself before God, and He will promote you. I mean, this is where, this is, this is what Hebrews 12 is saying. Look unto our Jesus. Look unto Jesus, the author and finisher of faith. He, he paved the way. He's showing us the way, the direction, the guidance. He says, look unto me. If I did it, you got to do it too. If I got attacks, if I got cussed at, stone thrown, thrown stones at me, they're going to do the same to you. So don't think that you're the only one going through something at work, at home, the issues with your wife or your kids, with co-workers, your supervisor. You're not the only one going through it. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says this. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, in every situation, by prayer and petition. I don't know what your situation is today. I don't know what you're trying to go out and accomplish. I don't know what the devil's telling you you can't do. I don't know what people are telling you you can't do. You're not going to be. But in every situation, God says, don't be anxious for nothing. I know where you're trying to go. I know the plans and the thoughts that I have for you. I have plans to succeed you. I have plans to enlarge you. I have plans to increase you. I have plans to promote you. Don't you be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition, bring it before me. Prayer is just praying the word of God. If you pray it out of your mind and not out of his mind, the word of God, then you might not, your desires might not be linking up with God and you might not get what's in your heart because your heart, your mind is not equal to God's mind. When the God says delight yourself in me and I'll give you the desires of your heart, he says delight yourself in me because you're going to delight, delight yourself in me is delighting yourself in the word and delighting yourself in the word is changing your heart, is changing your mind. So if you delight yourself in me, it's going to change your mind, which is your heart, the center of a man, delight yourself in me. And I will give you the desires of your heart. Why? Because delighting yourself in God is going to change your thoughts to God thoughts. 
Yes. You're going to start thinking like your father and you're going to start speaking like your father, acting like him and your desires are going to want to line up with God. And so when you say that, he can give you the desires of your heart because your desires are from him. Yes. You understand that? So delight yourself in God. He'll give you the desires of your heart. So go to the word. Go to the word. I desire some things that that I know are are things that most people, a lot of people say that they're worldly. They're not necessarily worldly because for you know to let me I'll put it this way there's nothing wrong with wanting to be rich and have money not all of us going to get there what are you doing though if all you're doing is sitting on your gluteus maximus that's another word for saying your butt if that's all you're doing and you're not stepping out to do anything what do you need a million dollars for because you're not out here doing anything I I, I want a million dollars because it is my vision that my broadcast will be in every state in this country. That I'm going to be on multiple radio stations. Now, God's making some of that happen right now. And I don't see the million dollars, you know, but but I see other things that God's given me favor. So I'm not in the world up on the million dollars. Now, there's some things I want to do. There's some cars I want to drive for me. Right? Because I want to represent God. I want to look good. But that's some things that I want. That's that's toys for me. And I believe my father would give me those things as I honor him in other areas, though. You see, when I'm blessing him and blessing other people with the things of God and the things that God's called you to do, called me to do. You know? So I'm not saying that having riches are wrong. God wants you to be wealthy. He wants you to be healthy. He wants you to have increase. God wants that because he gets glory. His name is on the line. When you get increased, God's name is on the line. And it says, look at the king of kings. You know, the Bible says when they look at them, they're going to say they are the ones whom the Lord has blessed. Why? Because you're supposed to bring glory to God with your daily living. When people see you, they're going to say, man, why is he doing what he's doing? And you're supposed to say, it's all God. It was marvelous. David said, it's marvelous in his eyes. Huh? It's marvelous in his eyes. What's marvelous? The wealth, the increase God brought into me. It's marvelous. That's right. It's beautiful. When the when the queen of Sheba came into Solomon's territory and his property, she fainted when she saw all that he had. She thought she had something. But then she looked at well, how God had blessed Solomon. What was Solomon after? Wisdom and revelation. Now he was sideways in some other areas. But God prospered him and increased him because he he had wisdom with the things of God. He was a steward with the things of God. What are you going to do when you get the increase? What are you going to do when you get the promotion? Are you tithing? Are you giving? Are you doing what God's called you to do? Are you stepping out? Are you doing ministry? Are you blessing other people? Huh? Or are you just using it on yourself? So a lot of times we're trying to do the right thing and we get anxious. And the Bible says in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God will transcend all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds where? In Christ Jesus. Your hearts and your minds where? In Christ Jesus. Your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus and in Christ Jesus is in the word. Peace comes up on you when you get into the word. For somebody who listen today, I want to call peace into your life. I want to call tranquility, rest over you. I don't want you to be worried about the next paycheck. I don't want you to be worried about the, about the, the next light bill. I want you to know 
God will take care of you if you read his word, develop a mindset for the things of God, and start speaking God's word. And then call God and say, hey, on your name's sake, for your name, I talked about this, for your name's sake, I, God, you're going to move on my behalf for your name's sake. At the name of Jesus, for your name's sake, these things are going to change in my life. I represent you, and I want to represent you well. And if you stepped out of doing things the right way with God, and you haven't been using this word, and maybe you made some decisions, like I, I got some decisions, some things that I got, I developed some debt for, and I had to go and repent to God because I was trying to do it on behalf of church and ministry, and God had to tell me, stop. That's not what I called you to do. I didn't tell you to do that. I didn't tell you to pick that debt up. You know, sometimes we miss it as pastors. Sometimes we miss it as preachers and ministers of the gospel. And I had missed it. And I had to say, God, I need you to help me get out of this dead area that I developed trying to do the right thing, but I did it the wrong way. And I missed it. I had to say I missed him. And there was nothing wrong with that. And, you know, God's doing things supernaturally to move some of that stuff off that I did in my past to do it. Now, it. It wasn't stuff that, from a credit standpoint, that hampered me more than it was things that stopped me from being able to do other things that I needed to do for the kingdom of God. And when I saw that it was blocking me from doing other things in the kingdom of God, I repented and said, this wasn't from you. This was me trying to do it, not you. I was wrong. You got to have the mindset. I was talking to a couple, and they were talking about how they put money aside. I forgot. We were in a marriage deal we 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 did at the at the church over there and uh, i forget the couple uh oh the couple but they really was talking about how they put money away put money away and kept putting money away from things that they were doing eating out food on the week fast food different things and they talked about i forgot the number thousands of dollars they saved they were able to go on vacation and go to a place they hadn't been before but they paid off their debt and they had several thousand dollars of debt and they paid off their debt now i think the span was two or three years they just they held out on some things and they read the word for being debt free and they stayed with the mindset of being debt free. Mm. And I'm telling you that God wants you to develop a mindset of, of doing things his way, not your way. Doing things God's way and not the world's way. Because the world's gonna tell you that you do it this way. The world's gonna try to bring you these get rich quick quick schemes. They're gonna try to sell you a bunch of stuff that listen, I'm telling you, because I've been a fool to some of that stuff myself, and it did not work. But what does work is the word of God. God's gonna favor you, God's gonna shine on you, He's gonna show forth His glory in your life. Adrian, uh, you, you were just talking about a scripture yes. here, here a few minutes ago, and I, I just really want to before we close this out, I want to show some people about really how to win with the mindset as we relate to the flesh, because it's not talking about legs and feet when you talk about the flesh. You're talking about really the the aspect of controlling the body, the flesh, and that happens in the mind. Read, read that scripture for us. Yes, yeah, so in Romans seven twenty one, it says, through my experience of this principle, I discovered that even when I want to do good, evil is ready to sabotage me. Verse 22, truly deep within my true identity, I love to do what pleases God. But I discern another power operating in my humanity, waging a war against the moral principles of my conscience and bringing me into captivity as a prisoner of the law of sin. This unwelcome intruder in my humanity. What an agonizing situation I'm in. So who, ha so who has the power to rescue this miserable man from the unwelcome intruder of sin and death? I give all my thanks to God 
for his mighty power has finally provided a way out through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one. So if left to myself, the flesh is aligned with the law of sin. But now my renewed mind is fixed on and submitted to God's righteous principle. That's Romans 7, the Passion Translation. You know, you have to understand that as you pursue goals, there's always going to be temptation, plenty of opportunities to slip back into previous habits. Galatians 2 and 20 says, I've been crucified with Christ. There's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God. That's going to be some times where there's going to be opportunities to slip up and mess up. And you might do that. But get back into the aspect of being crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And then submit yourself to Christ. Say how I'm the righteous of God. Get back. And I'm not talking about just... We're talking about sexual sin, things of that nature. I'm talking about things where, you know, I slipped up. I messed up. I didn't hear God. I didn't obey God's voice in the simple things. We need to practice hearing from God in the simple areas and not just the big things in the small areas, right? Everything we cast our care. The Bible says, God says, cast your care on me. Not small, not little, not big. Everything. Cast all your cares on me. Put your things that you're, that you're dwelling on. Trust me for him. Seek me out for him. Seek me. To seek the kingdom. Right? You know, whether it's mediocrity, whether it's failure, things you're filling in, you got to remember old thoughts, habits, worldly patterns that you have in you, they were crucified with Christ. That's why you're worthy. That's why you can do it. That's why you don't have to worry about how, oh, God's going to judge me. No. The Christ is in you. He's already judged it. You've got to trust him. He wants you to have his mind. So just because you said I'm saved doesn't mean you you got rid of the bad habits. Just because you said I love Jesus Christ don't mean that you're going to go and automatically be able to do the things that God said I want you to do. You got to renew your mind to him. And then sometimes you see yourself and you fail and the enemy comes and tells you, well, look at what you just did. Say shut up. I'm moving on in Jesus Christ. I'm covered. I'm the rights of God. I messed up God, but I thank you. You covered me. I thank you. You don't even look at that. And I'm moving forward to you. And you keep confessing what God's word says. And the Bible says this in Isaiah 26 and 3. Thou will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind, whose thoughts are fixed on you. You can have peace. You can trust in the aspect that you are where you need to be and God's going to take you where he wants to take you to because you're trusting him, not in yourself. So if you're looking at you, get out of you. Start trusting God. Let God show you what to do, how to do it, when to do it, where to do it. And you're going to see that you're going to start making the right step. The Bible says the steps of a righteous man are ordered by God. Let God order your steps. Develop the mindset for God. You see, pursuing goals, even divinely inspired ones, can be chaotic on occasion. It's why it's important to focus your mind on the Lord. Trust Him. When you do that, perfect peace. While you're grinding in a fast-paced world and rapid-changing situations, when your mind is at peace and at rest with God, you can do more. You can do it effectively. You can do it with a winning mindset. God wants you to win, and He wants you to win now. So put those things aside. Lay aside every weight that possess you. Move you away from the things of God and trust God. Focus on him. Focus on him. Put your focus on him. Any last words, Adrian? Yeah, I'd like to say, I heard this uh, minister say one time that the devil might know your insecurities. He might know your imperfection. But guess who else knows them? God knows them. So if he knows them, God has made a way. 
So there is no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. For those who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Keep walking. Don't quit. You win. Hey, thank you for joining us on the broadcast today, for being a part of our family here today. Before we go, I want to pray for you if you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Say this prayer with me. Father, come into my life. I realize that I'm a sinner, that I have not accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. I ask you to come into my life and be Lord in my life. I repent of my sins. I believe Jesus Christ died for me and rose again on the third day. And I want to now live in your family. If you just prayed that prayer, that means you saved. Write to me at PastorFredAtMadeAChampion.com. We want to send you something just to help you along the way. Hey, if you want to hear this broadcast, you can hear us again on Apple, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Pandora. It won't be available till next week after you listen to this broadcast, but you can listen to it over and over, and it'll be a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us. We love you. Hey, every Friday on the Winning in Life program is Giving Friday. I want you to really think about giving to this program. We, we need your support if we're to expand and go do the things that God called us to do. Now, as I say before, I never tell people what to give. That's between you and God, but please pray. If you want to walk in the increase, you got to obey God in what he says. Now, that can be $10 to $100 or whatever that might be. I don't know that for you. But talking to the Father, He will reveal it to you. If you would like to give, there are several ways you can give to us. Uh, the best way to give to us is through our Tavli app. You can do so by texting GIVE to 979-243-2148. Again, that's GIVE, the dollar amount, to 979-243-2148. When you do that, that will pull up an app and you can do uh, a check or you can give by your credit card or debit card right there on that app. The other way is through our cash app, and that's dollar sign, winners in life. That's with an S, W-I-N-N-E-R-S-I-N-L-I-F-E with the dollar sign before it. Do that. Please put your name in it so we can give you credit. Now, remember, you need to sow. In order to sow, you need to speak the word. So speak the word behind your giving. Name specifically what you want. And let God bring that into your life. I believe tremendous increase will come into your life because you're obeying the voice of God. Hey, as all robbers always say, something good is happening on your behalf. Believe that. Receive that this week. And as I like to say, I love you. God loves you. And that's absolutely nothing you can do about that. See you next week. We hope that you enjoyed that message from Frederick. We are here to partner with you so that you can win in every area of life. If you would like to contact Frederick, you can do so via email at pastorfred at madeachampion.com or write us at Victorious Life Ministries, 4621 South Cooper Street, Suite 131, Box 611, Arlington, Texas, 76017. We love to hear from you. Thank you. And remember, you are a champion.